It's time for another episode of Badoogie All-Stars with your host, Tecmo Super Bowl, Nixon the Grouch, and 2-4 Offsuit. Welcome everybody to Badoogie All-Stars. This is Tecmo Super Bowl. This is Nixon the Grouch. 2-4 Offsuit! Yeah! Woo! Very exciting. I see you guys didn't record while I was gone. I, you were gone? Yeah, I think you. I think we know who's the engine that keeps this train moving and who's the boxcar full of hobos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping Tom is the boxcar full of hobos, and I'm just along for the ride. You're one of the hobos. Okay. Who keeps, who keeps you are in Tom. You, you're one of the hobos who creeps screaming, this is our podcast. You're the guy who's attached his motorcycle to the back of the train. Like, look, I'm part of it. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just along for the ride. I'm like a guy in the passenger car, maybe in the sleeper car. Maybe that's yeah. I was Tom. thinking. I was thinking more. You've attached yourself to a train, and you're not really on it. Is more an analogy for how you are in this podcast. Maybe I could be like an old school western, like a, a bandit train robber, where I hop on the top. Yep, and no one maybe. will recognize you because you have a bandana on your face. Or maybe like James Bond in the new movie Skyfall. Or like Doc Brown in Back to the Future Part 3. Or like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Mine had a train, at least. <laughs> Mine had a dinosaur. <laughs> Tom is easily distracted. So, anyways, Bryce, where did you go? I went to Finland. And I went to Estonia as well, but mostly Finland. Where is Estonia, and what is that? It's it's a place. It's just south of Finland. Oh. It's where Estones are built. <laughs> <laughs> do they speak Estonian? They do speak Estonian. Uh, it used to be in... It was part of the, the USSR back in the day, and then they've been independent, and now they speak Estonian and other things. Oh. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. Finland was cooler, but it was cool. Did you go to Norway or and or Sweden? I did not. Oh, I did. I heard, yeah, it was. They're basically the same, right? As far as I know, I mean. And Denmark. Uh, yeah, and Denmark, and the Faroe Islands, and Iceland. Improvis oh. in Denmark. Yes, that's why I didn't go there. Interesting. <laughs> Straining order. I'm not allowed. I just got my passport, so I could go there. Wow. Yeah. On We're, the uh, the ideas for Tom to go on vacation, how does Finland rank? I mean, I don't. It's closer. Then Hawaii, probably, right? Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be for me. Oh, maybe for, for Tom? Him? Yeah. With, being this is the segment of where should Tom go on vacation, I think that was the relevant <laughs> data point that I picked. <laughs> Foolish. Yeah. 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 Did you get your passport so you can go to Hawaii? Uh, I did not. <laughs> um, no, I got it because I'm going to the Dominican Republic in May. To rescue a dog? Uh, maybe. That might happen. No, a uh, friend's getting push. married there. So wow. he has he has, uh, he has a timeshare, his fiancée has a timeshare, and someone in his fiancée's family has a timeshare. So they have three villas rented out where you're going to have like a private chef cook breakfast every morning in each of the villas. It's going to be pretty sweet. So if they try and take you to a timeshare presentation, you should definitely not go because apparently they're a bunch of suckers. Yeah, <laughs> you buying any timeshares? You say that. You wait till you go to the presentation. It just makes so much sense. Well, if it's like uh, Cancun at all, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that they have the different kind of uh, cake because that was the worst cake I've ever had in my entire life was in Cancun because they used like this unsweetened chocolate or unsweetened. I don't even know what it is, but it was horrible. Have you discussed this before? You, I mean, I would think this would come before you got a passport. Yeah, well, apparently my friend who is getting married there who has the timeshare, he said everything, all the food's good. So I'm trusting him, but I don't know. I should have specified about the cake. I'm just impressed that you got your passport seven months ahead when you can't even show up to this podcast on time. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. I agree. (laughs) Yes, I think we all agree on that. Um, I took my own picture, sent it in, and they said it's too fuzzy. I'm like, it's freaking clear. So I had to go to Walgreens and get it done for $10. Can you send the picture that you had taken and the picture you took, and we can tell you whether it's too fuzzy? I think I deleted it already. 
Yeah, because it was too out of focus. <laughs> yeah, it was like ugh. Because it only had it only had your <laughs> eye and half of your nose in it. <laughs> That's me. It's that one picture of me at um, the Bograda with a um, slice of chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> Did you crop the cake out or leave it in? He cropped himself <laughs> out. It's just the cake. <laughs> Yeah, Matt Flynn's passport picture is the one of him with the uh, flamingo hat on. So. <laughs> yeah, mine actually is, I, I, I had it uh, done at Walgreens when I needed a haircut and hadn't shaved in days. So I kind of look like a Russian mobster. Because Russian, Russian mobsters don't shave. Yeah, that's what I know of them. Okay. Yeah, I look unshaven and angry in mine and i realized this is exactly what i look like when i travel it's perfect yeah that's what i was <laughs> is this you yeah it's the pissed off guy who hasn't shaved in three days that's me yeah <laughs> that's exactly my thought process as well i was like I'm, I'm usually disheveled in travel so this will work out perfectly in travel like that was necessary to say i also didn't <laughs> like you've ever traveled. i didn't wear shoes in my picture so <laughs> a little bit shorter this will recognize me <laughs> So this is in addition to your your beach vacation that you wanted to go on? Yeah, we kind of scrapped that in favor of just... Because basically we were going to try to hit up Dominican Republic just for a couple days for the wedding. But instead, we're going to go for the entire week, which they have the villa rented out for. And sort of do like a half personal couple vacation and then half like wedding business. Thing. You should look into the the desserts before you go because now you've committed a lot of time yeah. to... Might have to might be a bring your own cake situation. <laughs> BYOC. <laughs> Never leave home without it. Yeah, definitely a BYOC. I might <laughs> BYOC regardless. But... I I assume that was probably true. Um, <laughs> Jordan, what's been going on with you, unrelated to cake? Hopefully. Unrelated to cake. Um, well, this whole this whole time that you've been gone, it's been football season, and it's been That's awesome. That's why I left. And I know that you don't care about football, but it's really exciting. Um, in really? Others, How many goals did they score while I was gone? Goals total? Field goals? I have no oh, idea. Oh, no. Oh, you're talking about that football. Sorry. Yeah, hand egg. Yeah. <laughs> what did you call it? Hand egg. Hand egg. <laughs> wow. You say it like I'm supposed to know what that means. Yeah, you, you guys not know. You also say it really close to the term handbag, which I thought you were calling football a purse. <laughs> I, that's what I, I thought I, as well. Have either of you seriously heard handbag? Hand egg? I've heard the. I've heard it used. Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying like some like gulag translation handbag. No, <laughs> rather than rather than a hand, a foot, it's a hand, and rather than a ball, it's an egg. It's yeah. not an egg because egg, eggs are giant things made of leather. Yeah, and it's exactly. not shaped like an egg either. But Anyways. Yeah, football is back, and the Buffalo Bills spent $100 million on one guy on defense to improve their entire defense, and they got a bunch of guys in free agency and all kinds of stuff, and they gave up 97 points in the past two weeks. Is that a lot? Yeah, 1,200 yards of offense in two weeks. That's, that's almost a mile of offense. Four, 45 points in the second half to the Patriots. By the way, does anyone ever do that in football? They should talk about stats in terms of how many miles it is. <laughs> he had a mile and a half of passing this season. Either that or just like really inflate the stats. Be like, oh, that was a 30-yard run or a 30-foot run. That yeah, was, we, a nice... it was 19 meters. Yeah, we need to switch over to the metric. That was the hardest part about going to Finland is what we're trying to discuss relative temperatures. I, it's like 8 degrees. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> So they held up fingers, and they were like, eight. Oh, but that's... And I was like, that helped, actually. Thanks. <laughs> it's sort of like when uh, someone says, oh, they don't they don't speak English. And they're like, we'll just say it slower and louder. Who does that? People who go to the South? Oh, yeah. snap. Redneck. No, yeah. I think that's... There's, I know people that do that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in Finland spoke better English than here. Pretty really? Much. Is that what is yeah. the official language over there? Is it... Finland and it's fin Finland has Finnish and Swedish, but pretty much like English is the language of doing business internationally, so everyone knows English. Oh, okay. Is that nice. pretty standard for what are the, is that called Scandinavian? 
I don't even know. I, Scandinavia. I think it's pretty common, yeah. Because they're like, what do you call it, educated and stuff, so they know things. Yeah. The the British speak English as well, but not as well. <laughs> what did you think of, like, this is going to be a weird kind of question, but, like, the happiness of the, the citizens? I saw a bunch of people commit suicide, which was weird. <laughs> is that why you're asking? Because you heard it's the suicide capital of the world? No, I did not know that at all. I've I heard actually... people claim that. No, it seemed fine. I think people are generally pretty happy. It's Yeah, the reason I brought it up is because I was uh, just talking about, like, how much happier I think Denmark or some, one of the countries over there um, rated highly in happiness, like out of all countries in the world. And I think most Scandinavian countries do pretty well on those like overall indexes of quality of life and all of that stuff. Yeah, and and isn't it somewhat related to having like seventy percent tax rate so that education is free, healthcare is free, all that? Yeah, I don't know if they I don't know what their income tax structure is. I know they have a, a value added tax on pretty much anything you buy of like. 23% something like that and that pays for a lot of those things so everything's more expensive but that's like but all it, of Europe yeah but that's it's VAT. also is it all of Europe pretty much all of Europe has VAT is it what a is euro it? thing I don't know value added tax oh. but it's built into the price of things which is nice and Finland doesn't tip it's built in as well so it's like your bill is 40 euro you pay 40 euro and you leave no math but does that affect the service though no, because it's built in, like already, it's part of the price. So they're but that's the not saying they have no incentive to do well. They don't have incentive to do well here, because we're a bunch of cheapskates who can't do math. It's like, oh, the bill was twelve dollars. Uh, yeah, here's a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why it's so difficult to move a decimal over and double it, but because that's twenty percent, and that's we're not all rich like you. Oh, well, I see. I leave seventeen percent. I divide. I divide the bill by six. <laughs> I multiply by 16.7 that's too much Tom you just double the tax in California okay. it's still bit too big of a tip anyway anyways uh, anything else going on Jordan oh yeah than um, I have some sweet uh, some sweet homemade cooking projects that I'm going to be taking on. I'm going to make my own sriracha, which is the uh, red rooster sauce, for those of you that don't know. Do you have to buy the rooster fresh? Or... Sorry. I don't know how you make rooster sauce out of roosters. Well, so when you said sriracha, and you said that's red rooster sauce, I know neither of those. What? It's... You don't know what a red rooster is? It's a rooster that is red. <laughs> yeah. Crocodile red. It's, it's the bottle of red sauce with a rooster on it at a lot of places, like particularly do, do these, Asian yeah, restaurants. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more ethnic food restaurants, so they probably don't have it at Denny's. Uh, okay, see, I don't go to those ethnic restaurants, so that's probably why. It's, it's like spicy ketchup. <laughs> it's seriously If you, you would have just said it slow, more slowly and loudly, I would have gotten it. Spicy ketchup. Oh, okay. So then you're you have no idea what this next one is, but I'm going to try and make my own kimchi. What? I went to high school with him. <laughs> Which is... Explode him? It's pickled cabbage and carrots and daikon, and then it's spiced as well. You just so made up like that last word. Daikon? Yeah. Isn't that the place where Harry Potter buys his books? I don't know. I don't know what that is. He went... Even our listeners listen to Harry Potter are dying right now. <laughs> Was that a solid that Harry Potter Because they're all joke? from Finland and hate that joke and are killing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so that's well, all you, for me. You would kill in Finland. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, what other, what other food are you making that Tom's never heard of? Are you making a cheeseburger or cake? Nope. Cookies? Cookies? Okay. Nope. I made some steak last week. Um, that's like a section of beef cut off of a cow that you grill. <laughs> and you take out of the microwave and put it into your mouth? My girlfriend made me funfetti cake, and then the next day I was surprised with a bucket of Mrs. Fields cookies in the mail. Wow. Yeah. That was very excited. That sounds exciting. But that's pretty much all I got going on. If you had that in like a homeless dog, your date would be complete. 
<laughs> Based on Facebook, I assume that's what your day is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, exciting news for everybody in the poker world. Full Tilt my... reopens in less than one month. Yes! And, and we I got an email about speakers it. Speakers for everybody! <laughs> so yeah, I got an email from them today. Did you guys get the same one? Yeah, I printed it out and hung it on the wall. Nice. I put mine on the refrigerator, Gold Star. I put mine on your refrigerator as well. I put my refrigerator on top of mine so I would lose it. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Um, what did yours say? Mine said, Dear Bryce. Oh, mine mine didn't say that. Um, <laughs> Different emails. <laughs> mine said that my full tilt points would remain intact, though. I don't know what that means. It means they will not have you divided up among Jordan and I. <laughs> <laughs> what if I transfer you my, all my points, Jordan? And you say, here, I oh, have okay. something for you. Will you then expect something in return? Yes. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> did you? Did your girlfriend say, here, have some cake? Um, did, did you then mail her money? I did. Because that's how it works. I, I've, I've mailed her money each time services were rendered. Wow. So I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> I'm going to touch his girlfriend that. was sturdy. Um, I said the table was sturdy. Come on. Oh, you think your girlfriend's not even sturdy anymore? <laughs> I'm just going to crawl back in the hole. <laughs> so, what do you what do you get out of that, Tom? That your points are intact. What do you think that that means? I don't know. I I mean, there's still there, there. I asked. I don't know. I have like 150,000 points. I need to know if I'm going to get anything out of that. Did you reply to the email? I did not. Did you uh, ask FTP Doug, aka Marcus? <laughs> no. But does anybody? Do you, have you guys heard anything about points? No. I think people are more concerned about the money than whether they're getting two Bose speaker systems out of this. I mean, like I said, I think my guess is the point conversion hasn't been figured out yet. Because yeah. for anyone who's on PokerStars, it's probably just converting to PokerStar points. Mm. Like, any, I mean, anyone who's European and is like going to be able to continue to play, it's just going to be converted into the same point system, probably. Yep. So Americans, they will probably deal with money and then points later, here's my, my guess. Here's my or worry. Or you get your points when they come to the U.S. Yeah, but here's my worry, is that you're going to have to go through a remission process where you actually submit a request to get your money, and I don't think that the American government is going to understand how the points work, and they're just going to think it's like, oh, they're just no point, that you know, they have no value, and actually, if you have a significant number of points, it actually is a monetary value. Just because I think what's going to happen is, too. at the end of this process, you're going to get in the mail 1.5 Bose speaker systems <laughs> that have been cut in half diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. You should just <laughs> add on that remission slip. It's like, all right, I would like to claim five thousand two hundred and eighty-six dollars and twenty-eight cents and one hundred and fifty thousand FTP points. That's almost a mile of dollars. <laughs> almost. Um, one person noted on the internet for the people thinking that they will ever get anything for their FTP points, I have some genuine Confederate money that I'd be willing to sell for mere dimes on the dollar for when the South rises again. I will give them 20,000 full tilt points for that money. All right. I'll set uh, you guys up. Yep. No, I, I really do think that they'll have they'll do something with the points, but it'll be something unsatisfactory to most people. But the fact that we're getting money off to people who didn't get all their money off already is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But regardless of this money talk, what you should have done is leave a little bit of money on there and play all the way through past Black Friday into really dark Wednesday like I did and run it up. I didn't do that. I don't know why anyone thinks that. I don't know where that came from. You didn't you didn't run it up. I did run it up. You did. You did. I won I won $300 after Black Friday. Nice. And you're I just didn't. telling us this now? Why didn't no, you tell this on the Black Friday episode? Because first, the Black Friday episode was the first episode you weren't here. <laughs> your motorcycle wasn't attached to our little train yet. Second, that's not true. I just made it up. I don't know why you think that, DOJ. 
I don't know why you think <laughs> That's the other thing is if you go through the remission process, you're going to have to claim that stuff. Oh, I can claim a lot of things. <laughs> I'm the best magician this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Sorry, this is the the remission, not the magician process. <laughs> nice. Oh, silly magician process. So, um, the claiming claiming I don't think is going to be an issue. The remission process is usually associated as like you being the victim of a crime. I was the victim of a crime. Right, it's not... Being hit and run is a crime. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of people out there guilty of that, then. Uh, Heads up these days. Seriously, call the police and say, is hit and run a crime? They will say yes. It's true. Uh, Maybe they'll say it depends. They'll probably assume that you mean a car accident and say yes. It might not be a crime, though. Oh I, yeah, the part yeah where you hit know. some where you hit someone and run away. They're like, yeah, that's fine. I don't know how that works. They'll assume it's about blackjack. Like, yeah, you can do that if you want. You lose your bet though. You haven't even seen your third card yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we're gonna bring on Dan <laughs> DJ Sensei Morris. All right, I'll be right back. All right, we have Dan DJ Sensei Morris on with us now. Dan, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, standard Thursday business. How long have you known it was Thursday? Um, you know, I expected it would be Thursday when I went to sleep on Wednesday, but I didn't confirm until I woke up at I don't know eleven or so. Yeah, what's your sleep schedule nowadays? And you know, their podcast comes out on Mondays, right? Yeah, but it's like the fourth wall, you know? The, the fourth audio wall of breaking down the secrets it's of podcasts. The, wa- the wall of sound. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, these days, um, it varies a lot. I actually wake up a lot earlier on the weekends. Often I'll go and play Ultimate, and a tournament will start at 9 each morning, and so we have to be at the fields warming up by 8, which means it'll leave by 6 or 7 at times. And so I'll wind up waking up much earlier on the weekends. And then Monday, Tuesday, I'll still be kind of like an early schedule. And then by the time Wednesday, Thursday roll around, I'm sleeping in until 11 or noon or something. But there was a Giants game today. Uh, yeah, actually, I got up and, well, I watched the end of it. <laughs> I, the I was going to say, if you got up at 11, you did not watch the beginning. No. I was like, the Giants played on Sunday. Oh, baseball. That actually, oh, they play more than once. <laughs> the San Francisco baseball giants. Yeah, that's one of the worst parts about the West Coast. And there's not a, not a whole lot of worst parts, but it's that football starts at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Ooh. And it's real. It's tough. It is. It balances against the snow. Yeah. No, there's no snow here. What I'm saying, though, they have the snow in the East Coast. So we have to get up at 10 for football. Like, it's all kind of yeah. even. Yeah. I live in Colorado. I have both. <laughs> so, <laughs> what have we learned? <laughs> Move through. Move so does anybody switch. actually go to church on the West Coast? Um, uh, no. If we, need, if we need drugs, yes. <laughs> it seems <laughs> like it was designed for the East Coast so that you could go to church and then watch football at one. Um, yeah, actually that kind of makes sense. But no, so, no one goes to church. They have here. different time churches, church times. Do you really think that if there is a God, he thinks, hey, why don't you guys get up early and then watch football? No, he's like, get up, watch football all day. That makes, yeah. makes way more sense. Yeah. So, football would be your primary focus on a Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna touch that one. This Anyways, is Dan. <laughs> Nine o'clock after work, you're like, let's watch football till midnight on a Monday. No, that makes no sense either. Let's start at like five five thirty. That's great. Yeah. Primetime football that gets exactly. over, and you still have like part of an evening left. It's great. Yeah, that seems more logical to me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So poker. Poker indeed. So Dan, how is it <laughs> playing PLO as a US player these days? Uh it's pretty cool. Um the I you know, I only really know about one or two sites that are in operation and for the most part the action is uh down at low to mid stakes. Um and in a way it's kinda nice. There there's not very many players that are really good because there's not a whole lot of action above, say, two four. 
Um, you know, there's probably some heads up action, and that goes up to whatever level people will actually want to play at. But but the real grinding happens at you know one two and below for the most part, and sometimes two four. And so, you know, whoever the really ridiculously good players who were mid to high stakes grinders before probably aren't playing there. They've found something else to do, or they moved out of the country, or whatever. So. Uh, it's, most yeah. of them have either moved to Canada, moved to Mexico, Europe, or like like you said, maybe playing live or just not even playing poker. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options there, but it works pretty well for me. Um, you know, the, the games are pretty good. There's still plenty of fish, and um, software certainly needs improvement, and the you know payouts take a long time. But those are kind of the things that are going to be happening anywhere these days. Mm-hmm. So. Well, on the bright side, I I heard that uh, when Full Tilt relaunches, you'll be able to play Play Money. Oh man! So I haven't ever actually played much Play Money. I think I, I played uh, maybe less than an hour in my entire life. Yeah. Although I did, I recently was like half thinking about getting uh, a real job just to like sort of test the waters and see what that would be about. And a lot of the places I looked at for that were like game companies. So I had an interview or two with Zynga, and oh, okay. I was thinking, well, that'd be a pretty good fit. I get to work on their, you know, upcoming real money poker software, and like actually have a have a hand in building it and making it awesome, and that'd be really cool. But um, in order to prepare for it, I had to actually play some of their Facebook Zynga poker, <laughs> and it made me want to claw my eyes out. It was the worst poker software i've ever even seen in my life maybe maybe that's a good thing oh it was horrible oh <laughs> no, no i'm saying like that's where you you can uh you know make your changes and recommendations if no, it's so I, horrible i don't, I don't no, think people, that they, people love it there for, yeah but i don't understand how it's the kind of people that would like that probably don't have any interest in real poker yeah, I thought you were going to say that just like with poker, when you kind of get your feet wet, you play money, you were just going to get a play money real job and see how it went. Those are called internships. <laughs> yeah, in this economy, I think uh, the play money job will easier to come by. Yeah, I've heard Zynga's development system is very based on like what can we train these monkeys to do and give us money more than like what would make this fun. Yeah, so. that's that's exactly what the, the poker software seems like. It, it's designed probably around a whole lot of analytics that are like, how can we get people to click this button? How can we get people to play more and do these things and buy these, I don't know, trinkets that you put next to your avatar? And, yep. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Sounds yeah, awesome. I, I mean, it I, sucks, sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they talk about Zynga converting to real money. Like, I... On one, I think there'll be some conversion, but a lot of those people will be like, oh, the trinkets don't win me pods? Never mind, I don't want to play. No, no, well, it's a totally different audience. The people that want to play real money poker are entirely different than the people that want to play play money Facebook poker. And they probably realize that, but I don't know how much they do. And I'm not working there, so they don't have my opinions, but uh, we'll see how it shakes out. You can tell us what you really think about them now. <laughs> I, I just did, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was. I, I realize, but I was just trying to make it more exciting that you don't work there. Well, you know, it's, it's all right. They're kind of a sinking ship, it seems. Yeah. Um, now we're but, talking. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Executives, executives jumping ships, like price plummeting. And he smells. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he went all in with uh, Ace 7 on the poker game when we played him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's great because you can play super deep on there you can get to like 15 big blinds it's really exciting <laughs> yeah but you have to like share with your friends to up to the uh the deep stacks that's true and so uh, nobody wants that this is making so, my head hurt just thinking about this <laughs> getting back uh, to real okay. poker there's, there's there's real poker in the world it's all all as well yeah, getting back to that, um, you have a current series going on, right, on Deuces Cracked? Uh, yeah, it's it's not necessarily a cohesive series in the sense that a lot of my past ones have been. It's more just a series of of uh, video reviews. I'll play for 40 minutes, record it, and then go back and review it um, with commentary, uh, which is a good method. You know, it it allows me to um, 
take as much time as I want on any given hand. You and, sort of self-analyze. Yeah, and it, and it also can like show all of the meaningless hands. So it's sort of, in, in a way, the best of both worlds. It's better than a live sweat because I can actually stop and analyze the really interesting stuff. But it's better than a hand review because you can see all the stuff in between. It's not actually that interesting, but you know there might be a hand where I fold something and you are playing it, and you can say, "Well, I wonder why he's doing that." And they can post in the comments, and I ask, and I'll you know explain it to them. So, yeah, I see in the forums a lot of times people debate whether and a lot of people are in the "I only want live play," and then a lot of people are "I only want the video review." And I've always been against the live play like i understand the benefits of live play because you kind of like see every action but i feel like live play is when you are trying to just sort of emulate someone instead of actually thinking about poker yeah it's more exciting that's usually what i hear it's exciting like educational videos should be exciting exactly i mean if you're looking for entertainment it's like there are better ways to be entertained zynga poker yeah exactly i mean there's no trinkets so um but if you actually want to learn, it, like you said, I mean, it's a lot of meaningless hands, too. I, th- I think a lot of people learn in different ways. Some people that are more studious, we'll say, um, are probably more interested in just deep analysis of a couple of different hands that they can extrapolate for themselves. And others, and certainly people that are, are new to dumb. a game, are going to want to see a lot of things <laughs> happening. And, and, yeah. Well, you know, if, you're, if it's your first time playing PLO, you don't need to see five hands in an hour and get really deep analysis of each one. You need to see like a hundred hands. And so you have an idea of just basic what to get involved with and what not, what's the general flow of game. That you yeah. I mean, definitely see. if you're a beginner in the game, you, you want to build your, your framework of like, Oh, he's folding these, this range of hands. So. Yeah. And speaking as a producer, I can definitely say that it's, it's easier to produce uh, video reviews. Uh, that's not really a good reason to do them. Obviously, I'm trying, to, <laughs> trying to teach people, but um, I was trying to come up with a list of like theory subjects that I could produce sort of a, an instructional segment on, and I had a hard time. You know, there's there's a lot of interest, intricacy to PLO, but it's at the same time you have to have such huge samples to really decide whether. Let's say, uh, you know, a low rundown in the small blinds, you know, if we want to analyze that just that situation, we need to have tons and tons of hands just to get hands of that type that we can break down and analyze. Uh, And even then, you know, a lot of it is so subjective that it's hard to draw too many general ideas about, yes, you should play this hand in this position. Um, And I I don't want to confuse people too much with that sort of thing. Uh, so, well, know. it sounds like PLO is still somewhat in its infancy compared to how advanced Hold'em is. And I, I agree, and I think that's actually just not ever going to change. It's it's a game that's so much more complicated than Hold'em that well, yeah, we're, never, we're never going to get to that level. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, it, and good, good analysis. Thank <laughs> you for sharing that. I mean, it's, that means uh, it's twice as complicated. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's I, I realize. <laughs> or, I'm trying to I'm trying to speak to Tom's level. He's like the <laughs> like it's like Zingo PLO. Oh God! <laughs> you get twice as many trinkets in, P- in Zingo PLO, and I, you can I, buy I, another card. I played Super <laughs> Micro Stakes on PLO on Merge for a while. It's pretty much what I'd imagine Zingo PLO to be like. <sighs> it's 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 a little swingy, just a little swingy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's it is, but at the same time, if people are really bad at the game, as I imagine they are at lowest stakes, then the proper strategy is pretty obvious. You know? Lag it up. <laughs> well, you you play hands with nut components, and you wait for the nuts to come, and then you jam a bunch of money in the pot, and then you lose that. and cry. <laughs> right. That was my that was my experience. Repeatedly and, yeah. yeah. Well, I had I had the problem when I was first, I was trying to learn for a while was. I couldn't tell if I was being sucked out on or not. I'd like sit down and do the math and like, oh, yeah, I guess that was a good hand, but I don't think <laughs> he knew that, so it, it still doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, it and definitely it, takes a long time to to get a grasp of the equities and all the different situations. Um, and there's a lot of times when you'll say, oh, I, I thought I should have more than that. Like for example, if you're if you have uh, aces with a nut flush draw and you get it on the flop against somebody with a set. 
you don't actually have all that much equity uh, compared to what you probably think you do. But, you know, by the same token, if you have some other situation where, um, you know, you have, I don't know, a set and a flush draw against a mage straight, you're like a favorite generally. And, yeah, so there's just a, a range of equities that you have to figure out. Um, knowing which components of your equity are more durable, uh, how long, you know, whether from the flop to the turn, are they going to stick around? Are they going to be continually strong or are they going to drop off steeply? Um, you know, all these kinds of things. How, how valuable is your non-nut draw in various situations? And, yeah. So nice. it's just much more complex equity-wise, and it takes a long time to, to figure those things out and get used to them. Nice. Getting back to kind of what Tom was saying, where, you know, uh, PLO is kind of less, you know, <laughs> less well understood. Yeah. It, it would be about something less well understood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boom, is boom. For years now, we've been hearing that like PLO is the game to learn now because that's where everything's headed in the future down the road. And that was like four years ago. So is, is PLO still like the game of the future? Or no? Um, it, it's hard to say. I think that it's going to continue to be popular uh, for all the reasons that it is now. It's uh, it's more complicated. It's more gambling. It's more, you know, it, it's harder. F- As a recreational player, you're more interested in it because of the gambling, because it's, you know, more things happening, more action. You're going to have more hands because you get four cards. Um, you know, as a professional player, it's good because fish like it and because it's much harder for people to understand. Um, there, there aren't going to be training videos that are able to turn people from zero to like world class the way that they might be able to do and hold them. And so there's always going to be bad players around. And if you devote yourself to learning and getting good, then you should be fine at, um, and you should be having, have an edge. Uh, whether it's the game of the future, I'm not sure. Uh, I think, one of the things I learned from my brief exposure to um, non-professional poker software is that, for the most part, people want to play Hold'em. It's what they see on TV. It's what they are most familiar with. It's what they probably play in their home games. And that's probably not going to change um, anytime soon. So the overall amount of money to be made is probably still going to be bigger in Hold'em for forever. Um, but per player, as a professional, you might find uh, a bigger edge in PLO. So, what do you think about like uh, live games? Do you think that PLO will ever make like a serious, you know, uh, spread into the live game market? Um, I think that the live game market is depends greatly on the stakes you're playing. Um, at low levels, again, people for the most part want to play hold'em. There's not going to be a whole lot of interest in like, you know, a one-two mixed game. Uh, aside from a few like isolated instances here and there, where it's just some friends that want to play and get silly, and some guys come and find the game and just join because they also feel like getting silly. Um, at, at the higher levels, I think at the higher levels, the, tr- the tendency is going to be more towards mixed games, um, and certainly PLO is going to be a factor there. But I think that. Uh, it's only part of a large mix. And frankly, it's not really a great live poker variant. Uh, full ring PLO is just not very, not really a good game. And unless you're playing shorthanded live games, which you probably won't be for the most part because the casinos aren't going to spread them, then um, you're better off in like uh, some sort of like an eight-game mix where you can have a little bit of that, but they're going to have a lot of other games too. that are Triple draw! Yeah, triple draw, yes. um, and it's it's a great live game. It forces you to play shorthanded, which is nice. In PLO, you can play ten-handed, and that's just a ridiculous, stupid game. So, so. when will triple draw be the game of the future? Uh, I don't think it will. I think it's great. Oh. <laughs> you get five cards though. <laughs> I know, but that's it's a good just draw exciting. three times. It's it's the same problem as as. PLO. It's it's more complicated, although really not that much more. It's frankly a pretty simple game, but it's it's not popular. It's not on TV. Um, no one's clamoring to play triple draw down at the local casino. 
Um, and if they are, it's just one guy who's really good at it or thinks he's good at it, and then he doesn't have anybody to play against, so it's not going to happen. Yep, one so. time I bubbled the event at the World Series of Poker. <laughs> Back in my day, when I bubbled. Uh, I'm actually going to a 1-2 mix game tomorrow. Um, and we'll be Triple Draw will be heavily featured. I'm excited. But is it a home game or is it a, a casino? Yeah, yeah, home game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, home games, there's going to be all kinds of... Yeah, whatever. If you've got six or eight guys together, you can convince them to play anything, probably. But well, you, say, uh, you don't think Follow the Queen is going to take off at casinos either? <laughs> no, I I don't think so. <laughs> to, to a certain extent, a lot of the, the home game variants with wild cards and with multiple draws and all that kind of stuff uh, is, just, is never going to happen at casinos because it's just not well suited to it. But, uh, shucks. Hold on, I think Tom wants to talk more about his home game. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be sweet uh, candy and cookies and brownies there, too. I was going to ask about the snacks. That's... Are there going to be any idiots there? Do you want? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they're all going to be good players. Okay. Will Tom, some Tom... of them be better than other players? Nope. All of them are going to be equally good. Tom made the mistake of talking about idiots in his home game who apparently can follow him on Twitter and find out about the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oops, who's the idiot now? I'm being quite political tonight. I am still trying to get one of them to come on for a segment I like to call who you call an idiot, dummy. But... <laughs> Uh, so if any of them are listening, it's not too late. <laughs> and it, you can also add PLO to your home game mix, and Tom will not be good at it yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I this is what I know about PLO. You want to make the nut flush. Yeah. No other flush. The most That's difficult it. part about teaching PLO to people is the you have to play exactly two cards from your hand rule. Yes. That and the way to actually look at your hand with four cards in like in front of you on a table without just spraying the cards everywhere all over the place or showing them <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> and it's not that hard, but unless you practice it for a while, it's it shows. So I had people in my last home game that couldn't handle the two cards looking without <laughs> just picking picking them up to chess level and look at them. <laughs> yeah, the classic. So, do you have any non-poker adventures that you're you're doing aside from your ultimate? Um, well, actually, the ultimate season just kind of winding down. We've had regionals last weekend, and we're we're done for the season. So, I have some couple of months off to get fat again. Looking forward to it. What's going on with your uh, website, Disk Space? Uh, it's kind of on hiatus now. The developers uh, needed time to work other jobs so they could make money, so that they could pay bills. It's kind of a classic conundrum of startups that if you don't have revenue, then your employees <laughs> need to make yeah. money somehow, unless they just have piles around. Like It was good for us at first because several of us just had savings from our previous jobs that we could live off for a while, but it took us too long to get things in order, and by the time we actually were getting close to making revenue... Everyone was sort of burned out of their savings and womp womp. womp so, womp. Yeah. any other new startups? Um, no, none of them in any kind of uh, form to talk about. I guess uh, the documentary Boom, Boom documentary, is getting close to completion. And while I haven't done a whole lot of work on that, I actually I went down to LA a few months ago and uh, basically starred in it. We'll say. Oh, no big deal. Are you yeah. the one who played Demon Girl? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was you. Um, no, her name is kind of similar to mine, but no, she's she's a real other person. Uh, no, I, I'm not actually interviewed or anything like that, but um, without spoiling too much, let's just say I play a, a pretty significant role. <laughs> As he just chuckles to himself. <laughs> well, I'll have to tell you guys anything, but and by that he means awesome. he's the guy who manually rolls the credits at the end. <laughs> right, it's real. <laughs> this is significant. It's well, it was my first time up ever the camera. <laughs> it was my first time ever being a movie star, and I learned some things about that, like uh, the lights they use to cover to light up a set are really hot, and <laughs> I had to wear this ridiculous. I wore this ridiculous cardigan sweater. Um, very dude-like, which is pretty awesome. But uh, ultimately, it was really hot, and I had to sit there and just roast for all the takes. Did you Were bring you Mark in Phillips? Busto to Robusto? 
Yeah, but that was, uh, you know, more. The the thing I was down in LA was more of a professional set where Buster Robusto was just sort of like throwing together interview sets here and there. Right. Uh, nice. So yeah, it's it's coming out soon. I don't know how soon. I, don't, I actually haven't really been keeping up too much with it, but. Oh, come um, on, give us a date. <laughs> oh man, I, I know better than that. Um, World exclusive, I, right here. I have an insider tip that it's going to be a couple 2000, of months, 2013. That would, that, both of those would be true. A couple of months is 2013. Yeah, I think we're getting pretty close to a, at least a cut that we can send off to festivals and things like that. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be a, a final cut, but we're getting we're getting close. I mean, it, if anyone's yeah. read uh, Krantz's blog, they're basically putting together a cut, an unfinished cut to send a. What's the first one of the year? Is that Sundance or Sundance is is one of them? Yeah, I don't know. I actually really don't know much about music, uh, movie festivals. I'm not really oh. a film buff to speak of, so... He just stars in them. He's not... Yeah, he's it's, it's kind of a big deal, movie star. I do have an IMDb page, which is cool. That's but pretty it's sweet. basically just as, like, producer from Busto Robusto. Nice. What so. Roman numeral do you have next to your name? I think four. Not, that's not bad. Not too bad. No. Does that mean what producer number he was? Well, no, he, that means that there's that many. He has other a non-distinctive name. name. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Nice. Oh, I, I thought it was like he's a junior. No. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, just have, I just have to be a slightly bigger movie star than the one other Bryce Kugel that exists in the world, and then I'm fine. I get, <laughs> I get top billing on IMDb. I think that's pretty likely. I suppose I could change my name to something distinctive like Emilio Estevez, but. Uh, you know. <laughs> could you could change it to whatever Charlie Sheen's birth name was because that's not taken now. I don't want to open that can of worms. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm not really going to pursue a career in movie stardom, probably. So not too worried about that. So you're retiring after this? Uh, well, hopefully we <laughs> is can... your swan song. Did you, <laughs> have you figured out when you're doing your star ceremony, or is that later? Uh, it's a, it's a whole to do. I have to talk to my agent. Wow. Yeah, I was actually uh, interviewed and uh, for Boom as well, and I was all excited that I was going to be in it. Um, but then uh, it was a job interview for an internship. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there were no cameras. <laughs> it turns out, not even the set. No, um, no, but it turns out that they they went away from like a bunch of different interviews from different people uh, to focus on, you know. Not me, which was disappointing. Boom, that's actually, is, it, like, is this a boom joke or is like this McDonald's? real? No, this is real. Yeah, I was I was re- uh, recorded and interviewed at the Rio last summer, or the summer before that, whenever the fuck it was. Why didn't you say this when we had Krantz on and did the whole boom thing? Because he's still mad about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's actually pretty, pretty similar to what happened... For from Busto Robusto, the first one we made, we kind of had intentions of making a more holistic, like multiple interviews thing. And then when we figured out that uh, Captain Zebo was far and above more an interesting story than the rest of us, we kind of focused on that and just used the rest of the supplemental coverage. Yeah, I mean, I told them so, going in that wasn't very interesting, but they still still interviewed me. <laughs> I would have told. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. But, Why anyone would interview you at all? Well, it could have something to do with the dogfighting ring. Or Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They thought he had a line on desserts. Yeah. It was it was a craft services position. <laughs> awesome. Um, do you have any poker advice for somebody who's just getting into PLO right now in the year 2012? Um, in the month of October? Do your homework. <laughs> find Find some people to talk about it with. Um, and it's kind of the same advice that I've given to anybody in the similar situation for years now is make friends, people in similar situation as you share a lot of hands, post in the forums, watch a lot of videos. You know, the, the earlier you are into it, the more you should be studying and the less you should be playing. And then as you get more experience, you can play more and study less until you get to the point when you're a crusty old veteran like me and you basically just grind all the time and then, not really spend too much time studying it for better or worse. New, do you have new exclusive advice that you don't normally give people? <laughs> you give? Um, do you have any unconventional wisdom? You should you should seek out this real big fish at uh, on lock. 
His name's Gene Parmesa, and just play him heads up all the time. That's <laughs> nice. that's my advice to nice. anybody who's bad at PLO. <laughs> How did you find out my screen name? <laughs> uh, actually, so this is weird. That's I guess spoiler alert. That's my my screen name. And it's supposed to be Gene Parmesan, but <laughs> when I right, <laughs> so I, I put that in. You know, the, the lock switched over from from merge to cake a couple months ago, and so they gave you a chance to get a new screen name. So I'm like, all right, cool. Put in Gene Parmesan. Um, looks good. And then I hit enter, and next thing I know, it's they cut the end off at the end, and they just didn't tell me they're going to do that. It's like, oh, there must be a cap on the limit of on the length of the screen name, but they won't tell you that ahead of time. And so now it's changed from Parmesa. So that's the first part of that story. The second part is apparently there's some other guy who has the same screen name with an underscore instead of a space, and he's playing like slightly lower stakes, but also plays PLO and. <laughs> I'm, I don't know who it is. I don't know what the what the deal is, and and that happened. That guy came. His his screen name existed before I ever had a public video out. Before it was public knowledge that I had that screen name. So it's this mystery of who this guy is and what he's trying to accomplish by impersonating me. So well, you're in luck because we've got Gene Parmesan coming. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a nit, I think, but I don't know if that is a practical. Oh, so, Tom, is it you? No, it's not. Tom's a big net. Well, you said he was playing poker. Never mind. <laughs> I tried to be Vlad the Impaler, and it cut it off, and I'm just Vlad the Imp. So. <laughs> That's still nice. pretty good. Excellent. Well, um, unless you guys have anything else, I'd love to thank Dan for coming on the show and uh, imparting his PLO wisdom and yeah. Gene Parmesan. I have one more question. Oh yeah, don't throw it in until now. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you ever going to play the triple draw event at the World Series? Uh, I already did twice. Uh, oh uh, snap! Who doesn't read poker news boom. now? Boom! Uh, I knew that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll be back in there. I, I haven't. I didn't actually play anything this this summer. It was my first year in a while that I hadn't didn't even go to the World Series, and it was kind of nice. Um, but of course, you know, post Black Friday, you know, grinding online on a site that is basically starting from scratch uh, with the bankroll again. Didn't have a whole lot of, you know, petty cash lying around to go and dump into stupid World Series tournaments. So, took Jeez. the summer off and it was nice. Just sell like ninety percent of yourself. That's what Tom does. Yeah, yeah, I, I imagine I could. But it was also like I really don't like Vegas very much. Um, it's it's a horrible place that shouldn't exist. Um, aside from the nice parts about it, but <laughs> but it's so much like San Francisco. Oh God, <laughs> it's the polar opposite. So. I kid, I kid. So whenever I whenever I go there, I can stay for a couple of days and enjoy the like good parts about it, which mostly involves my poker friends that happen to be there at the same time that I don't see very often. But it's after a couple of days, I just this horrible like creeping dread comes in, and I just I have to get out and leave. So yeah, I'll be back. I'll play some triple draw events. I'll play the the main event probably again, but uh, for the time being, I'm pretty happy to not have to worry about that. Also, tournaments are very stupid and bad and wrong, so <laughs> <laughs> the more I can avoid playing them, the better. There's so much luck just how high you finish, whether you can get up yeah, exactly. the, whether you can get near the bubble at all. Yeah, and <laughs> obviously I've had, I've had like, a, I don't know, 20-plus tournament losing streak at the World Series, which doesn't make my opinion much uh, more pleasant. But it, yeah, the structure of tournaments is just not the kind of structure that I would want to play as a professional. There's there's too much too much luck, too much you know. I don't understand anyone who can who can play stuff. tournaments professionally. I, I think it yeah. It, you it's just ridiculous. You have, either, little... you have to either love poker or really love complaining about tournament structures or the two things that I've noticed among people <laughs> that play tournaments. <laughs> it makes more sense if you are an online tournament player and you can actually play, you know, dozens of well, yeah, tournaments you get every day. Size up, but yeah. live tournament. Like I do, really enjoy live tournaments um, if I am succeeding and doing well. But the moment that I like lose a big flip to bust, I I hate nothing more than I hate them, and it just lasts <laughs> until the next time that I happen to have a big stack in a tournament again. So. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it doesn't stages. last that much because you go into another tournament. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. There's a forgetfulness at least. Well, there has to be, but I'm not 
the best forgetter, I guess. <laughs> kind of a good skill in poker, but not if it's tournaments that you want to not hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So that's that's my rant on the World Series and poker tournaments, but that's nothing new. Totally agree. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Also in the summer, the summer is a time that I have a lot of a lot of ultimate, um, a lot of trips to go and do fun things. And so, if the World Series happened to be in like November, then I might be more interested in going to do it. But if I would you like to do November nine into the November nine. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think if I could just you know guarantee that I would be, then obviously I would be playing that but you can just satellite in there's a big tournament called the main event <laughs> right uh big it's a giant satellite jerks. it is <laughs> yeah i suppose it pretty much is based on the, the payout structure satellite to a yeah. chance to be filthy rich <laughs> but mostly you're just going to be sad and less money womp womp. But, but what if you're not yeah what if you can't <sighs> win if you don't play Mm-hmm. Oh, the rage. he's forgetting already. <laughs> you can't lose what you he's don't put in excited. the middle. Oh. You gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. I knew you had a flush draw. <laughs> I put I put you on Ace King. <sighs> all these things, I, I really just can avoid all of this by grinding PLO online in the comfort of my own. <laughs> Play a few thousand hands in a day. Never. If anybody berates me in the chat, then usually it's because I beat him out of a pot and I can just laugh at them. Or well, because they think be you're nice. the guy with the underscore. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should I just that you. guy down. I, just, I should just like put an alert on him and whenever I see him playing, just like go sit on his left and just punish him. I think I've only played at the same table as him like once and he, he left pretty quickly. I don't know why. I but just he, created a account named Gene semicolon Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's one thing that has to be nice about PLO, though, is that people don't say, like, ah, I knew you had ace, king, queen, jack. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody always has flush draws, so they don't no, even But they it. do very often, like, people all you know, people will get sucked out on, but it'll be like a 60-40. And they'll be like, oh, oh, you, you're so lucky. You, you got hit your, like hit one of your two outs or something and sort of neglects the other like 12 outs that exist. That's uh, what I love about triple draw is people complaining, oh, you sucked out. You, why would you draw when you're getting 15 to 1? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Triple draw is a great game. I wish that it was still available on the online, at least on the sites that I play, but it's not. It used to run on Merge every... Yeah, I actually I played a little bit on there. Um, Were you the guy that was sitting at all of the mid-stakes tables alone? Um, no, I, I didn't really do that very often. Sometimes I would... It would be basically like if there was no PLO action, I would hop in there and, and play that if I could find it. But no, It's not like the old days on Stars where you could just constantly have 30, 60, or 51 action going and just hop in there and play one or two tables of that instead of however many tables of other games. It was just kind of nice. Good old 50-cent $1. Uh, well, I was, play, oh, I was oh, playing... Oh, Three six tilt. was so nice. <laughs> I was meaning the, the other fifty one. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Not for me though. Uh, <laughs> such a good game. All right. Well, thank you yeah. very much for coming on. Yeah. I, mean, no I have one more question. Just kidding. I have one more answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. All right. I'll give you the answer first, and tell me the question was. We'll do okay. the, uh, the answer is Jeopardy. Ben, ben Roethlisberger. Who is a football player? I don't care about. Oh. Good job. I guess. You got it right. <laughs> Anything except Michael Vick because he's my favorite would have been the right, right answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. We could play he a fantasy year, league, by with... the way. But anyway. Yeah. Are you saying he's an underdog? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he's a lockjaw to win uh, worst player of the year. <laughs> lockjaw to win? Really? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good. More dog puns. Go, go. (laughs) If you want puns, you're working up the wrong tree. (laughs) All right. This is going to get hairy. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to be the one who stops. Thank you. It's getting quite rough. (laughs) Wow.
Wow. <laughs> we need to end this now. Do you have more? <laughs> I can, uh, can you I put this on pause? That's the best I have. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. Well, uh, I hope that we edit all this out. <laughs> all right. Thanks for having me, y'all. I'd like to thank DJ for coming on the show. Visit us at BadoogieAllStars.com, uh, Twitter.com slash BadoogieAllStars, Facebook.com slash BadoogieAllStars. We are still on Stitcher, much like a tree falling in the forest and nobody around. All right. And if you have any hands for us to discuss, that'll be great. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck discussing my hands from my home game from tomorrow. Please send us hands. <laughs> and that's BadoogieAllStars at gmail.com. Uh, this is Tecmo Super Bowl. This is Nixon the Grouch. This is Too Far Offsuit. And we'll see you guys on our next episode. Later. Mark, go get ready. Hold your horses. Shut up. One, uh, false start. Two, B, four, seventeen, five, six. Hi.